New revelations are out that directly tie 30 Hunter Biden trips to meetings with his father immediately after. We're going to get to all of that as well as a quick update of the show trial of Stephen K. Bannon, the former chief strategist of President Trump. But first, I have to mention, I hope that all of you have already secured your tickets for the Student Action Summit coming up Tampa, Florida. I'm going to be flying down today after the show. We're going to do human events daily from there the rest of the week. I want to see as many of you as possible. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, it's so simple. TPOSA.com slash SAS. Use promo code POSO, all caps, P-O-S-O. This will be the center of the political galaxy this weekend. It's all happening. Tampa, Florida. I can't wait to come down. We're going to have Tanya. We're going to have the boys there. We just picked out the matching suits and the matching bow ties. So if you want to see Jack, Jack and AJ in their matching bow ties, Tampa, Florida, I'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 20th, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines, Hunter Biden, has been revealed, had 30 meetings with his father, President Joe Biden, immediately after foreign business trip. Shocking, I know. Next, by Nina, the Disinformation Governance Board has been officially dissolved. You're welcome, America. Next, the family of the victim who was shot to death in Chaz, you remember that, has filed a claim against Seattle. And then fourth, we're going to do Steve Bannon's trial, a day two recap. I was in the courtroom. I'll tell you everything that went down. All this and more head, Human Events Daily. That's the rule that I'm going to adhere to. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani um, and a um, and a president of the United States that would be listening to this this ridiculous conspiracy idea, which has again been completely debunked by everyone. And, you know, I think we people are, at home are, are thinking, how could that not have crossed your mind? Or you wouldn't have felt just a little bit in your gut, like, maybe this isn't a good idea to go and sit on the board of this well, Ukrainian company. I said, to, I said to you, in retrospect, I right, wished but at my the judgment. Time, you never, it never, you never thought this might not look right. You know what? I'm a human. And you know what? Did I make a mistake? Well, maybe in the, in in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But did I make a mistake based upon some un Ethical lapse? Absolutely not. Well, Hunter Biden, did you think we forgot about you, Hunter? Did you think that we forgot? We knew that it wasn't just about the sexcapades, the drugs, the videos. But I do have a point here. I've seen a lot of people in the conservative media space and the center left space say, just disregard that stuff. Disregard the personal life stuff. Disregard it completely. I'll say, okay, you say we should disregard it. But then I see stories about his foreign business dealings. And of course, I've reported on his foreign business dealings going all the way back to when I was at OAN in 2018. We talked about Burisma. We talked, we were one of the first people, by the way, to talk about Ukraine at the level that we were talking it about. And now it's dominating headlines, right? But go back and look at Hunter Biden and look at his business dealings. And the New York Post has gone through and John Levine has done an incredible analysis here to say that Hunter Biden met with his father 30 times, as many as 30 times at the White House or the vice president's residence, often just days after he returned from his overseas business jaunts. 
The breakfast, lunches, and other gabfests, according to the New York Post, between 2008 and 2016 raised questions about whether Hunter was relaying messages to his father on behalf of foreign clients and cast new doubt on the president's repeated denials that he had any role in his son's shady business dealings overseas. This involved, this goes into uh, Eric Schwerin, Rosemont Seneca, um, the Biden financial information, which, of course, we've seen on there. We've seen the huddles, the huddles with dad right immediately after these meetings took place. And it goes through and I highly recommend this article because it gets into not just Ukraine, but Colombia. It gets into Russia. It gets into so many Kazakhstan that he was getting involved in. Right. And then so put the two together. Right. This is what I would say to anybody out there who is saying just ignore the personal stuff. You don't have to worry about it. No big deal. That's what a man does in his personal life is his own business. But I think there might be another angle that some people might be missing is that if you were a foreign intelligence service, uh, the Chinese MSS or the Russian FSB, this guy is the perfect honeypot trap because you can put him in there. You can get blackmail on him. You can get Krampamat, right? compromise. I don't even know how to say it, right? This is your ability, right? This becomes your ability to control Hunter Biden and then vis-a-vis influence his father through money, through plying him with his obvious addictions. This is how you're able to lead him by the nose. Now, I'm not saying that's 100% what happened here, okay? But just read the tea leaves a little bit. We know that he was involved with foreign escorts. This is an obvious potential for an operation. You'd be a dream for any foreign intelligence officer who wanted to influence the United States of America. And it certainly looks as if they're influencing the United States of America and American policy. Why? Just look at the White House. And if you think this stopped in 2016, then you haven't been paying attention. But I went over to Rasmussen and Rasmussen Reports has a poll out this week that says 62 percent of all voters, including 67% of independents, believe that President Biden personally benefited from his son's overseas transactions. I want to say that again. 62% of all voters, including 67% of independent voters, believe that the current president of the United States, Joe Biden, was able and has been influenced and received benefit from his son's overseas foreign business dealings. And so I say, that's fine. You know what? That's fine. Because here we know. Now we know, but we need more transparency. Who was the head of the Biden crime family? Who was calling the shots? Was it Joe? Was his brother James? Was I, We know it's not Hunter. If only there were some way for a House committee to be able to get to the bottom of this. The BRICS nations are expanding. Putin has just touched down in Tehran for a meeting with the Iranian president and the president of Turkey. We understand what that means. The petrodollar and the value of the U.S. dollar are going to tank. I think we're in for a tough year and Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and the market. Biden's doing nothing to do anything about this to respond. Now, we real patriots, we understand Bidenflation. That's the pandemic. And it's getting worse. That's why that I recommend, I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only comp- company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. 
Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver and have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink. They are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. You get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when I tell them that Poso sent you. So do not wait. Click today. The link is in the description as it always is. Go to AllegianceGold.com slash poso we cannot control the Biden administration but we can prepare allegiancegold.com slash poso so the sympathetic view to you is that the disinformation board was the victim of disinformation is that how you feel Oh, it absolutely was the the victim of disinformation. So all of these narratives that the Disinformation Governance Board was going to be this Orwellian Ministry of Truth and all of the harassment uh, and and disinformation that was directed against me was based on that falsehood, based on that falsehood that was knowingly peddled by many people in the conservative media ecosystem and on Capitol Hill. Why? If that's true... If that's true, what the heck was the Homeland Security Department doing? Why didn't they defend you? Why didn't you defend yourself? Why didn't the government explain what the heck it was doing? Yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, misgivings about the way things went down. Nina Yankovic. Bye, Nina. So long. Farewell. Afita Zen goodbye, right? So Nina Yankovic has now left the government and the Disinformation Governments Board world's littlest violin. Yeah, that's right. I said it littlest. But you know, Nina, I, I love this clip and producer Shaw was just, was just saying in my ear here that the, the best part of that clip is the very end where she has that, she has that pregnant pause when, when Stelter asks her, he says, why didn't they defend you? Why didn't they defend you? Why didn't they come to your aid? Why didn't they, why didn't they do anything? HHS and DHS, they did nothing. They did nothing at all. By the way, um, this is something that, and I'm gonna gonna dox myself a little bit here. People don't realize this. I'm one year older than Brian Stelter. Um, we actually looked this up the other day, and I said that's not possible, right? It's, there's there's no way. Yeah, one year older. It's what they say. It's not the years. It's the mileage. You gotta you gotta do maintenance. You gotta do maintenance. And this guy, not doing any maintenance. And so Nina, what the reason she pauses there? Right? It's very simple because deep down. She knows. She knows exactly. She knows exactly what she did. She knows exactly why they don't want her to talk anymore. And that's what that is. That's the cognitive dissonance kicking in. So when cognitive dissonance kicks in, that's when you have a conscious and an unconscious disconnect, right? So subconsciously, right, you understand, you know the truth, you know what's happening, but then your conscious mind tries to force uh, force yourself into another plane of thinking, into another mode of thinking. And so the cognitive dissonance that physically right, manifests itself, that's what you're seeing there. You might see this, you know, people manifest it in different ways. They could be pauses, they could be twitches, they could be, you know, asides. Um, but for her, and you see somebody that you've seen on, on camera or a lot, or you've seen someone in a lot of interviews that exhibit this, where you can clearly start to, to understand what, you're, what are called uh, cluster B formation. So that's a, that is a cluster formation that, that a pop that pops out on for her. And, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I have to say, look, it's very simple. It's very simple. You tried to put one over on the American people and I stopped you. You tried to create a censorship board inside a law enforcement agency of the federal government. And I took it down. 
We don't do that in the United States of America. It didn't come down because of disinformation. It didn't come down because of campaigns that were run against you. It came down because it was wrong and it was completely illegal what you were trying to do. Not to mention completely immoral and an obvious violation of the rights of every single American citizen in this entire country. And you are not going to violate the rights of the American people on my watch. Period, Nina. All right, that's number one. That's So let's just put that on the shelf, okay? That's there. That's been said. Now let's talk about the other stuff you said. Any personal issues with you? So you're a Harry Potter fan. So you were in a Harry Potter band. You know what? Great. That's fine. You know, Blake Masters over there had some video in 2008 uh, where he was, you know, submitting freestyle raps and they're trying to go after him for that in 2008. Guess what? Millennials did all sorts of stuff like that when we were in college. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not going to hold that against you. Why would I? Go back to the Harry Potter stuff. I think you will be far happier, potentially far more successful. Hey, they've got a whole prequel series out. Um, I'd like to hear, by the way, your views on J.K. Rowling, if there's any updates. But I think what really this presents for you is an opportunity, not only to reconnect with your musical roots, but maybe just maybe you can put all of this in song and release your next diss track. God bless, Nina. So Chaz, back in the news again, Seattle, Washington, I went out there myself with my brother. We were able to infiltrate, we spent one week, day and night undercover inside Chaz. And this is what the mainstream media didn't do. The mainstream media, I remember it clear as day. Why? Because it happened in the day. They would come up and they would do the reporter thing where they've got the big camera, they've got the big lights, got their lavalier mic on. And they'd, and they'd be doing their hit in the middle of the day saying, oh, Chaz is fine. Take a look at this. It's just a summer of love. It's an autonomous zone. Everybody loves it. Everybody's having a good time. See, everyone's hanging out. Free drugs everywhere. And there were free drugs everywhere. Um, this guy on roller skates at one point just rolls up to me and he had a, a garbage can lid. And, and each lid was, was separated into like different slices. On an each slice, there was a different, you know, here's amphetamines, here's mushrooms, here's weed, here's different types of weed. You know, I've no idea how much fentanyl was on that thing. I said, you know what? I'm good for now. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe later. I'm, I'm good for now. I said, I, was, I need to hydrate. I haven't hydrated enough today. And he just kept rolling on. But when we got out of that place, when we got out of there and we went at night, when we saw the violence, we saw things breaking loose. And just a couple of days after we left, we said, and I cut a video specifically to the, at the time, Mayor Jenny Durkin. And I said to Mayor Jenny Durkin, you need to shut this down before 
people die because the bodies are going to start falling. Well, we later had five shootings in Chaz. Multiple people killed, including a vehicular incident in which a Jeep where two teenagers were joyriding out in this thing. They crash into Chaz because the cops are chasing them. The Chaz security opens fire, kills one of them, injures the other. And now the father of 16-year-old Antonio Mays has filed a tort claim with the city on Monday, and this is from the post-millennial, alleging that the city, county, and state leadership failed to provide medical police and emergency services inside of the 22 Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. That's 100% true. I'd be happy to testify. According to the claim, if they had, Antonio Mays, 16 years old, might still be survive, might still be alive. See, here's the problem. A government, wow, this is, I mean, it's always hard to say things like this, but I think it's horrific that it's happened but I think it's incredible that this family is fighting back and fight. They should, because read this, the tort claim states that May's family alleges the government's breach of duty for citizens to be free from state created danger. And that's exactly what this was. That's a hundred percent what this was. Why? Because the mayor ordered the mayor ordered city services, including police to abandon these areas and then criminals and groups like the John Brown gun club armed Antifa units, militants, somebody flew up all the way from Florida to be involved in this. A guy who, by the way, had been training in Syria with terrorists, right? That's a whole another story. That's the type of people that were running around armed in Chaz and they killed these kids and the mayor did nothing about it. In fact, the mayor ordered police to leave ambulances couldn't arrive. That case, by the way, by the way, they do have a suspect potentially, or at least some leads, but they haven't even been able to make a case because Antifa went in and cleaned up the casings, completely tampered with the crime scene, right? They did everything they could to make no prosecution possible. No one's ever even been charged for this. That's how bad it was in there. And that does lay at the feet of Jenny Durkin and it lays at the feet of the governor of Washington at the time. Why is this? It's simple. You could have called in the National Guard on day one. You could have called in the National Guard even before any of this took place. There are so many places where it's simple. When crime gets out of control, you call in the National Guard, you pacify the situation, and you maintain order so that things like this don't happen. It's freedom of speech. They got their opinions, we have our opinions. Okay, hang on, they have their opinions. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the misdemeanor from hell for Merrick Garland, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden ordered Merrick Garland to prosecute me from the White House lawn when he got off Marine One. And we're going to do, we're going to go on the offense. We're tired of playing defense. We're going to go on the offense on this and stand by. They, by the way, by the way, by the way, you should understand Nancy Pelosi took, is taking on Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. She ought to ask Hillary Clinton how that turned out from them, okay? We're going on the offense. All right, so the trial of Steve Bannon, a little bit of a day two recap now. Uh, I was actually in the courtroom for just the end of both day one and day two. Uh, this week, uh, as you guys know, I've been hosting this show. I'm also I'm also guest hosting War Room. It looks like it's going to be all this week. Uh, we weren't originally sure how long the trial was going to be, but 
as of yesterday, they did get to the end of jury selection and then they had opening statements. And I was able to be in there where they saw the first witness who, believe it or not, was the actual and is the actual chief counsel for who? The January 6th committee. And you better believe that she recognized me because as we're walking out of the courtroom, she was there with her staff. And, uh, you know, kind of and I was standing there talking with some people who, um, you know, who I knew, some people who were covering it, um, some lawyers. And and they said, hey, hey, Poso, does that you know, does that that person recognize you? And I look over and I see and, and they're giving me the stink eye. She's giving me the stink eye. So I look back and say, right, see you in January. See you in January. OK, right. We understand what they're doing with Steve Bannon. This is a show trial. It's a complete witch hunt. This is a crime that's never charged. And yet they're going after him when you've got people like Brennan, Clapper, Lois Lerner, Eric Holder, who've lied before Congress, who've been held, who have been held in contempt of Congress, and nobody cares. They just go back home. AOC, Ilhan Omar, these people get, these, these Congresswomen get quote unquote arrested without even being handcuffed and, and nobody cares. Why? It's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy understand the difference. There's a diff there's a reason why the Stephen Colbert nine, all the staffers that came in for Stephen Colbert who were trespassing and harassing congressmen in the US Capitol do not have their charges brought up before court. They have their charges dropped, no cases brought. It's hierarchy. Understand. They don't care. It's about power. That's why Bannon where is where he is now. So what did we see in court? Right? We saw more of the same. We just saw more of the same. There's a subpoena. What about executive privilege? Can't talk about executive privilege, but we're going to bring in a letter that talks about executive privilege. Oh, that's fine, but you're still not allowed to talk about executive privilege. And on and on and on it goes. But Steve's going to continue fighting, and you need to continue fighting. Now, we're only doing a short recap of the trial here, but if you want more information, if you want a longer um explanation of what's going on the play-by-play -play, go check out viva fry has a new podcast that he's launched in conjunction it's a limited series with the post-millennial it's just called the trial of steve bannon it's set up very similar to this one we may have had a little little discussion but 20 to 25 minutes a quick recap here's what happened today here's the highlights uh wham bam thank you ma'am Okay, and you can go check that out. It's racing up the charts on Apple. So we're very excited to see the success of that. And we're also very happy to have Viva Fry doing this service to us, the American people. So we can understand, we can understand and document this for posterity and for history, the opposition crackdown in the West. And that's all the time we have here, Human Events Daily. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your politics. Huge week this week, by the way. I hope I see you all in Tampa. I'm going to be flying down today. We're going to be doing the show from there. But that doesn't mean that the news cycle stops. So I hope to see as many people as I can while we're in Tampa. This will be the last show that I'm doing here uh, for the week. But got to go through the story. So Hunter Biden, 30 meetings with his father immediately after foreign business trips. By Nina, the disinformation governance board has officially dissolved. Family of the victim shot to death in Chaz files claim against Seattle. Multiple victims. I hope everyone honestly sues them. And then finally, Steve Bannon's trial, his show trial, the day two recap. 
So much news, so much that we are getting into breaking down for you. There's a lot going on. Tampa, it's going to be the center of the political universe this weekend. President Trump, Governor DeSantis, I hope so much to see all of you there. But before we do, it's time for today's history break. And my apologies to Mr. Alex Stein, because no way we landed on the moon. July 20th, this day, all the way back in 1969, the Apollo 11 lunar module carrying Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the surface of the moon. Aldrin and Armstrong walked on the moon for seven hours later. Michael Collins remained in orbit in the lunar module. Understand. Understand. The famous words, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. The United States of America used to be a country that did great things. We stood head and shoulders above the rest of the world to be able to accomplish these great feats. We can be that country again. Just have to choose it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs> 